Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to episode 113 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. First things first, I need to give you a big old trigger warning here as we're chatting about pregnancy and I also bring up the topic of miscarriage. So please stop here if this chat isn't for you. This episode, we welcome our third very beautiful wheel in the form of Kate, who works with us on Women's Running and is spoiler, up the duff. We wanted to bring her on as she is a personal trainer and a runner and a pregnant person and we thought it would be wonderful to combine all those things and talk about running and pregnancy. Kate talks us through her experiences with training and pregnancy through the first and second trimesters. Now, her experiences will not be applicable for everyone. They're certainly not the same as mine, so I'm not asking her about these as guidance for pregnant people. It's just an idea of the sorts of things that might be nice to do throughout a pregnancy. As a sensible woman, and through her experience working in fitness, it turns out that her saving grace was the trusty Couch to 5K app, which she used when she started running again after her morning sickness had subsided. I talk about the miscarriages I went through before having children, so if this is triggering for you, do please avoid this episode. I only wanted to bring this up because my experience was that I gave up running and exercise immediately when I got pregnant because of having those miscarriages and assuming one had something to do with the other, while Kate has continued sensibly to exercise and is reaping the rewards from that. Kate has also some sensible words on eating and pregnancy and how that it has actually been a refreshing thing for her to be able to see food as fuel. Speaking of fuel, we end with Bake Off. Oops. Oh, and we start with Conkers, which is quite standard. Have you joined us on Patreon yet? For just a couple of quid, you'll get some lovely patron-only perks – 
including an exclusive weekly newsletter from me and Holly, full of secrets and swearing and all sorts. We're also doing our second patron-only podcast live next Thursday, the 20th of October at seven o'clock. The last one was a total blast and we got to meet so many of you. It'll be your chance to find out at first hand how Holly's half went and ask any questions you like within reason. Sign up to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash women's running. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And we'll send you a link to join us on Thursday. This episode is sponsored by Merrill. We love Merrill, which offers exceptional shoes for trail runners and hikers. Merrill exists to share the simple power of being outside with everyone. Its goal is to provide thoughtfully designed, rigorously tested products that over-deliver on performance, versatility and durability. All its shoes are thoroughly tested in the Merrill Test Lab. This is Merrill's Innovation Incubator, where all its top products come to life. Merrill tests and refines right on the trails, using nature as its guide and elite athletes as its North Star to produce its best performance products. And you can harness some of this expertise for your trail runs right now, because we have an exclusive 20% discount for podcast listeners off all Merrill orders over £50 at sportshoes.com. Just use the code OUTOUT20, that's O-U-T-O-U-T-20, at the checkout on any Merrill products at sportshoes.com to receive 20% off. (laughs) Right, so I'm a little bit late this morning because I've just been doing a round of conkers. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm really, (laughs) I know that was what it was. I'm really not very good though, guys. I'm not good. I thought that was like a euphemism, but it turns out it's (laughs) no, completely unsexual, not romantic, (laughs) simple conkers. I haven't played conkers in about 15 years. I know, that was why we went for it, because we found some and we were talking about, I don't, I, because I'm not sure whether I ever played conkers as a child. Oh I think God. I was a bit too Holly. scared. Deprived. I know. Um, I couldn't ride a bike either. I was that. I, I definitely wasn't a very... I've, I've been about 35 since I came out the womb. Um, so Doug showed me how to skewer a conker and put a string through it. And we've been having a go. But we haven't been wearing goggles or anything like that, which I think you're supposed to do mm-hmm. these days. What? No. Oh, when I was no. at school, they brought in a goggle rule about, I think it was about year five, they brought one in. Um, really? And it really ruined things, yeah. Were you the, oh go- you were the, goggle, the goggle generation, Kate? Yeah, though we just stopped playing because it made it not cool then. <laughs> yeah. We, we never goggles. had, we never ever had goggles, but then, you know, many of us only had one eye as a result, I think. But uh, it's just... <laughs> But have you seen the concrete play, the literal concrete playgrounds that we had in the late 70s and early 80s? There's even been an art installation based on what we used to play on, which is basically rough granite. And, and sharp it, corners. It, it, yeah. yeah. And 
But we used to play, my dad used to go to Wimbledon Common because he worked near there. And we always Mm. used to say, can you please say hello to the Wombles? And he would, you know, absolutely swear blind that he did. And he would make sure that he picked up everything that he left behind. And he'd come back with a Tupperware tub filled with Conkers. And me and my brother used to fight over the ones that we'd call them cheese grater conkers i don't know if anyone else used to but when one side was really straight and flat so you get an edge see that i think we didn't pick our conkers very well because we've been going at it for so long and nothing's (laughs) happening (laughs) (laughs) but that's good to bear in mind a cheese grater conker yeah okay <laughs> more angles yeah 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 harsher conkers harsh conkers oh guys all oh, very silly oh, Look, I love we, it. we should we should say right now obviously because we i i wanted to record straight away because holly was talking about conkers and it seemed remiss not to talk about conkers on the podcast yeah um, but there are to to the avid listener there are three of us here today not two of us which is bonkers Indeed. Bonkers Conkers. <laughs> so Kate's with us and Kate is friend of the pod. Kate, Kate is women's running team. Friend of our lives. Friend of our lives. <laughs> um, and yeah, we, we, we wanted her to join us but for reasons which will all become clear very ah. shortly. Very shortly. Um, yeah, we're mining her for information, basically. Um, mm-hmm. so there's three of us today, which is nice, isn't it? It's yes, lush. hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me very much. I get very excited when I get to come on. <laughs> Yay! Hey, you've got a very swanky looking setup there. I, I feel a bit weird that I just said swanky, but I do like it a lot. <laughs> she well, looks so, like she's on Woman's Hour or something. Yeah. Amazing. Very I feel a little bit like that. Well, look, I don't know if anyone has been listening to, from the start. The last time I came on, my, my sound quality was appalling. I've been thinking about it ever since. So I borrowed a microphone <laughs> from a friend <laughs> you to make do sure sound that I am crisp. ready. Yeah. She sounds really crisp as hell. <laughs> But yeah. I'm also a bit worried because I just had some a smoothie with chia seeds. So if you hear crunching, that's probably just me trying to get them out of my teeth. So oh yeah, they um, they stay they, they stay there for <laughs> some time, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I've got a good mic. It's going to be picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Um, do you know what? I thought it'd be really good because uh, we're now. Um, I don't want to make Holly feel nervous, but we are just over a week until. Um, bath half I know I'm slightly bizarrely I'm I'm weirdly disconnected from it at the moment I think I think I'm just plodding along with my life and it's just going to happen at some point I've got 10 miles tomorrow morning yeah I did four and a bit yesterday um which was fine I actually was quite pleased with my speed yeah Yeah. I I managed to zip along quite quickly um that will not be the case tomorrow for the 10 miles. I'm going to go ploddy, no. ploddy, plod. But, um, As you should. Yeah, but that was nice. Um, that gave me a bit of encouragement because, you know, it, when it's when it's short but tough, it's like, oh, God, how on yeah. earth am I going to do this times four or whatever? Um, but actually, I felt quite quite good because even though it was tough, at least I was doing it quickly. So I felt like that was why it was tough. Um mm-hmm. 10 miles tomorrow I do feel slightly sick about that because I didn't do my nine but I have done my midweek runs five and a four yeah um so technically I've done nine this week (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> with a short hiatus of a break with probably wine and mashed potatoes <laughs> and drag race and uh, stuff in between. Um, yeah, I'm feeling okay about it. I'm. I think I'm all right. I'm a bit nervous. I, I think I've I've got my I've got all my stuff. I've just yeah. realised because I'm doing it for the Stroke Association. And thank you so much, actually, because two podcast listeners have already donated, which is just so unbelievably oh. kind. There is oh. a link on my Instagram, my personal Instagram. But if you honestly, I I feel I feel guilty about podcast listeners donating because all we, I do should, is oh, Holly, talk bollocks to them. I'm- <laughs> it is I so i'm so grateful I, i'm gonna uh, i'll put the link in the show notes um for this thank one, which you will come out just before we go uh mm-hmm. just before before the half marathon i no, i don't think you should feel guilty i i do understand it's really hard to ask people for money which is what you're doing but it's, it's not so you, it's awkward. someone else so. that's very true i'm not asking i feel bad because it's a personal cause but mm. also Actually, to be honest, all of the people who have donated so far, a couple of them have just been lovely people who have who have said good luck and want to support you. But also quite a lot of them have been people who've also had family members affected by strokes. And yeah, it, yeah. And so I think quite a lot of the time people just really want to give to something like like when you did Trussell Trust. There's so many people affected by mm. food poverty exactly. and yeah, that it, you everybody knows somebody who who might have been affected by something like that. So yes, exactly. Um, and I think people, there are very few of us. Um, I'm, I'm not doing being shady in any way at all. But very few of us have got like direct debits of you know charity mm. giving that are going out every month or whatever. Yeah. And when you when you discover someone that's running for a cause that you feel passionate about or, or if they're doing anything that's raising money for something, it gives you the opportunity to give money and and to feel I mean, the, the kickback is you then feel good about yourself. So you yeah. are actually giving people the opportunity to feel nice and to, to, to kind of give money to directly to a cause, which they're going to feel really passionate about. So I think... I mean, yeah, great. We just need to get Thanks, out guys. There. We need to. Get, so, yeah. Anyway, it's in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you. That's super kind. I'm actually nearly there. I'm 75 percent of the way towards my goal, which is good because I've still got a week. Um, I'm yeah. So now the last thing to do is my last long run. Um, oh. uh, and also, I realised that I do need to iron my letters on. I was looking through, so oh my god, thank fuck, guys, my number has arrived. For ages, <laughs> oh I god. was genuinely convinced was late, that my number it? wasn't going to come. Yeah, it was late, and I did get a weird email, even though I never clicked on anything to say it was late. I did get a weird email that said, like, a replacement number is on its way or something. So I don't know what happened, yeah. but something weird happened. You're one oh, of two people I know where it was it was late. So yeah, yeah. mine turned up a good two weeks before yours, and I got in two fact, of them. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> yours turned up double. I know. I don't know well, what. I've done. Sent, yeah, maybe they sent two to everyone, and you only got your second one. Hole. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh my god! Imagine, guys. Imagine I've only got. Imagine you're supposed to have one on your head and one on your. Oh God. Anyway, it's going to be fine. I just need to find safety pins. And I also discovered today because this little, I got a bunch of stuff from the Stroke Association for my fundraising and stuff, including a little top, um, which I think I showed on the podcast last time, which obviously does nothing for anyone. Um, (laughs) But I didn't realize that I also got a um, little 
envelope. But I presumed that that was for fundraising. I was being old school and thinking that that was for people to put their pound coins in or whatever. But it's not. It was full of iron-on letters. (gasps) I know, so I need to iron my little name on my on my thing oh that's really cute to be fair they have been angels I've loved working with the stroke association we were actually talking about this yesterday on a on a work related Mm. level weren't we we were we were talking about maybe doing a feature on on what charities are the best because obviously you're going to go with a charity that means something to you most of the time aren't you but I've definitely also been in situations before where I've thought Oh, I don't know. I'd quite like to do it for a good cause, but I've got no idea what to choose. And actually, yeah. some of yeah. these charities not only are great causes, but are so lovely. Like the Stroke people have. I'm genuinely. I'm friends with them now. I talk to them on WhatsApp all the time. Um, oh. <laughs> it's really cute. They've sent me my iron-on letters. Though there's one beef I've got with them that I've I've told Esther about. I haven't told you about Kate, and I'm I'm quite excited to <laughs> yeah. tell you about this. So I got this sheet. I got this sheet through and this was also partly what I thought the envelope was for. And it's it's one of these kind of sheets that like, I don't know, did someone come around in school and, and go, oh, will you sponsor me? I'm doing a skydive yeah. that I obviously am just using your money to do something I really want to do with my life or whatever. It's one of those oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's one of those where you put your name and a pledge and whatever. But the game is it's two pounds per guess. And you have to guess oh, no. the finish time. I know. And I thought that's quite fun. I thought that would be quite sweet. And I was like, maybe I'll pass it around and people can guess my time or whatever. L- yeah, maybe a little bit anxious about that. But, you know, mm. all friends here kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but then I saw the example guess. And it's guessed by somebody called an example. I um, mean, <laughs> yeah, already, <laughs> al- already I, my interest was piqued. And the time that an example has guessed that I will complete the half marathon in is one hour and 22 minutes. Oh, Anne. Yeah. I know. What a bitch. What what a bitch. My expectations, Anne. <laughs> I know. So now I'm absolutely not showing that to anybody because I don't want them to think that that's a good ballpark for my time. And I genuinely, I'm going to use Anne as one of my, you know, you have like a mile for kind of, like Esther and I have talked quite a bit on the pod about having like a mile where we're like, oh, I'll dedicate this to my mom and whatever. I'm going to yeah. have one where I dedicate it to an example and every step I'm just going to be going, what a bitch, what a bitch, what a bitch. Fury. <laughs> yeah, rage, pure rage. The thing is, you know, though, yeah, if you handed that around, people would think they should, they should, you know, not like offend you by saying more. So they may be like, oh, well, I'll put less than what Anne yeah. said. I know. And <laughs> Suddenly you've got yourself hour marathon yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm in Team GB. <laughs> oh, no. Honestly, guys, that really made me laugh, oh. but also made me really angry. Yeah. <laughs> I know. The air was blue when those WhatsApps came through to me yesterday. Yeah, I, did, I immediately texted Esther a picture of it because I was like, what the fuck? And who is an example? <laughs> that's definitely (laughs) I was gonna say definitely someone that probably has never run a step in their life wrote that (laughs) no shade to the copywriter at the uh, but 
they need to look up some average marathon, half marathon times, especially for charity. <laughs> who's doing, who's running for charity is running in an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, I know. Oh, qualifying for things. <laughs> yeah. It's like my dad all over again, guys. Have we ever told you that, Kate? And my dad once told us that he ran a half marathon in an hour and nine minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It Is it true? I don't, I, th- I think surely not. It's remained a mystery ever since because he maintains <laughs> yeah. that he did that and that he did that on that five it. pints the night before. To be honest, yeah. though, I once told someone accidentally that I ran the marathon in at three hours and 50 minutes instead of four hours and 50 minutes because I just forgot. I forgot how long it had taken. <laughs> And they were really impressed and I was like oh I must be really good and then it was only when I checked it when I got home and I was like oh no it's still brilliant but yeah I I maybe he did a similar thing where he where it slightly slipped his mind maybe we should all just start saying <laughs> yeah yeah we did these things in in ridiculous yeah well anyway um actually Kate while you're there because you, when did you do the marathon 2019. 2019. A few years ago so, now. Um, mm. Well, I, I haven't got you on to talk about this. I've got you on to talk about other <laughs> things, which we'll, I will I will talk about in a sec. But I could really do with your advice, right? So so it's been, what, five days now since I did the marathon? And, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, yeah, all, all, it's, all, it's all fine. I'm, st- I'm alive, um, you know, all good. And I have been concentrating on sleep and, you know, food and all that kind of yes. stuff. Um, and so, yeah, um, broomstick legs up until Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday was definitely a very painful stare kind of day. That was, a, yeah. That was yeah. not, not fun. Um, it's God, broomstick so legs my... where you can't bend them at the knee, basically. Couldn't, couldn't do anything at all. I was walking like a <laughs> I love that. Um, I don't love that for you, but I do. I love <laughs> broomstick legs. I'm going to call them that forever. <laughs> It was so unpleasant. And yeah, my quad, so the fronts of my legs were really, really painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and But anyway, so it all started getting better. And so I thought, this is such an Esther move. I thought <laughs> yesterday morning, and I was like, well, I feel fine now. I'm going to go for a run. Um, but I knew that other people were waiting a week or a bit longer. And anyway, so I went for a run. And the first mile was fine. And then in mile two, my ham- my left hamstring just started seizing up. And you know when like a muscle cramps and seizes cramps. up on you, you just you just feel like your leg is going to break. It felt yeah. like my hamstring was was actually going to yeah. tear. Um, so we yeah, it wasn't nice. So I had so I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did it. I did. So it was three miles, very very slowly, but for two of those miles with some discomfort in my left hamstring and so I went back and I did the thing that I should have been doing since Monday which I used um I can show it to you now look it's just here like a pop like I'm on blue peter um, <laughs> my vibrating roller <gasps> so I used, I used oh. that, which, has been, is, which was so dusty that when I set it to go all the dust because <laughs> I never use it <laughs> Um, I've got that and I've got like a the the massage gun thing so then I kind Mm. of started really doing and that that immediately eased off the pain from the morning Mm. but what do I do now what do uh, what did you do 
Yes. So my personal example is terrible because, and I think I did speak about this at some point on the podcast, um, I essentially had given myself chronic fatigue um, (laughs) by doing the marathon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so afterwards, I had the same as you. I was broomstick legs for a few days. And then I immediately got back into all my exercise stuff, um, but I really shouldn't have. So so yes, don't do what I did. Um, (laughs) But um, what the other question I was going to ask was... um, Obviously, like you said, you've been doing lots lots of rest and sleep and food. Yeah. Have you still been doing um, any of your other stuff that you would normally do around your marathon training, sort of any strengthening stuff or, or yoga stuff? No, I've done none. <laughs> I've done the school run. I've walked a tiny, tiny bit. But my honestly, my steps have gone from like an average of 12,000 to about an average of three. So my yeah. step count has really reduced. Yeah, it's been terrible. So yeah, so that's what I'd kind of recommend from a from a more professional personal trainery point of view is um yeah, just because the training is over doesn't mean that all that stuff stops. And of course, if you stop everything and then start running again, it may well be a time when, yeah, you haven't sort of set up your body for running. <laughs> so maybe yeah. then, and as like you said, it's also although it doesn't feel sore, it may still be quite tired. Um, so then that maybe maybe where some of the problems are coming from so um yeah so what I would yeah if I was if I was to to do it again I would probably uh just take I mean I know I know because I know we all love running don't we um take maybe a couple of weeks of actually running but try and do a little bit of the strength stuff maybe not your full out you know try as hard as you can with all the burpees um (laughs) but I know you do your boot camps and yoga and stuff so yeah maybe if you try and ease in back into that and then go running set yourself up for kind of success with it um that makes a lot of sense because so I've got I do have boot camp tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. so um, I'm definitely going to do that I was hoping expectation and reality right I was really hoping to do a longer run on Sunday I was hoping to do somewhere between well I just thought if I could just do six or nine you know somewhere, somewhere between that really 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 gently because of course in a week and a bit's time I'm also supposed to be doing the bath half of course oh exactly <laughs> I keep forgetting that Esther's doing this and making it all about me I I, I, I forgot no. that you were doing it last week well yeah and I've forgotten again too. <laughs> you don't have but to I do it like, if you've still got broomsticky legs and there's no pressure to do it yeah. but if you feel like you would like a gentle 13 mile jog then <laughs> I mean it sounds like Justin might do it at this point <laughs> I do I do want to do it I do want to do it but um yeah I think I'm just gonna have to check on that hamstring because I it did feel yeah. like it's gonna break and yeah um no point injuring yourself yeah no. no point injuring no. yourself um I was if... just thinking about that because there's um, a friend of mine um Laura and she she did an ultra over the summer and she really, really screwed up. I think it's her Achilles. Ooh, out. Um, yeah, and 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 it just it did make me just think because yeah, pushing your body to its to its limits. Sometimes, like she said, I think when she did an ultra last summer, I think she she had residual injury from that, but was kind of fine. And I think, mm-hmm. but but could, but with runners, we're just we're just buggers for getting straight back on, aren't we? And just like yeah. back out there. Yeah. Well, it feels frightening, needed. doesn't it? Because it really feels yeah. like, like I, I don't know about you guys, but um, well, I do actually. Probably, I think Esther, you <laughs> tend to go, you tend to go straight back into stuff because you are pretty disciplined with that stuff. Kate, I think you 
you probably do as well a bit. I a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit that last time, the last two times that I've done half marathons, I've just not run for like a month afterwards because I've been like, fuck that, I don't want to. But <laughs> actually, there also is something outweighing that that's quite frightening. That's like, like I think this time I'm in a, in a bit more danger of because also we have vague plans that we're not yet going to share for a potential <laughs> other thing happening next year that mm. um that is making me feel like really nervous about losing the fitness because it was took me so yeah. long to really get back into running after both of those times of stopping for yeah. a bit that I fear mm. doing that again and there is this big this big looming cloud of like oh god but at this point I'm at a level where I can run 13 miles or I can run 26 miles or I, without stopping and that's so amazing exciting and I've never been able to do that before in my life what happens if I just don't do it for for two mm. or three weeks am I never going to be able to do that again yeah and two or I three think, weeks is absolutely fine isn't it yeah yeah like so in kind of in my in what I've kind of learned through being a PT is that um it, cardio fitness feels like you lose it quickly like you know you take a couple of weeks off and then you go on one and you're like oh my god I'm never going to be able to run like I was doing two weeks ago but it also comes back so quickly okay. um and it's really easy to get into that kind of like like you say like that's like panic but the important mm. part is that as I think I'm sure lots of people have spoken about on the pod is that you've got your your mileage has built up over time it's not just you're not as good as your last long run you're as good as you know two weeks ago I covered this much mileage and I've taken a couple of weeks to rest and I can still do you know a decent chunk of that mileage again because your body's used to it so um, yeah that's I think that's true. yeah that's yeah definitely it, but I think I definitely I, I do know the fear because I remember like way back in the mists of time and I would I and the race the only race I would ever train for would be the bath half and that it would be an annual thing for me mm. and every time I do it I would think to myself right I'm I'm not going to drop my training I'm not going to I want I don't want to have that build up because almost the worst thing about training for those long distances it's like the first few weeks where you're you're getting back on it yeah because yeah then for the, sure. the, the goal seems so unachievable doesn't it it's so far away and, and mm. so like oh god such a massive slog and so I'd always sort of promise myself and I would always fail to up you know keep my mileage to a I just wanted to keep it to like the 5k and I'd always fall mm. off the wagon somehow yeah yeah um, but yeah but it's I think hard when you don't have a have a goal isn't it goals, it's yeah. it's hard it's that because we're taught yeah. like we we've talked a lot on on the pod about trying to run to feel and trying to run because we genuinely just enjoy running um and it's it's hard to let that be the driving factor rather than like I have to do this for this particular reason or whatever that's generally mm. how we encourage ourselves to run so it's reframing yeah, your you mind isn't it yeah, yes, so actually, I think, I think this new goal that we're going to be having next year, Hol, I think mm. is going to be great for keeping. Mm. I know, up, particularly over the winter. I really That's hate being. I feel yeah, it is what? lovely for long term goal, but I do feel like a massive <laughs> bitch because whenever people do this on social media or whatever, where they're like, "So guys, I've got something I'm going to share with you. I'm not allowed to say what it is yet." Uh, I get so irritated. <laughs> I'm like, well, why are you talking about it then? Why are you telling us? Why are you telling us that you can't tell us? 
that <laughs> that we're just a bit we, no, we, we want to you know what it is hey you know what it is I, I think we Very all know what it is and I'm so excited to share it with everybody but um I think we just need to wait and double check that it is all happening because otherwise we we're gonna look like right mugs yeah. basically <laughs> that's why we're, that's why we're being cloak and yeah. dagger because we don't want to look like so twats we, later down the line we don't want to look like twats. no we don't never want to look like twats even though we don't yeah um but okay so so moving swiftly on because of me and my segueing which has become a thing mm-hmm. i know it's great um so we've got um kate on because she's lovely and she's a queen she's a but also with us. <laughs> there's some other things that Kate might want to tell us what's going on in your life Kate indeed so um to be honest I feel oh this is the ultimate um uh you know oh there's something happening that I can't tell you about um <laughs> woman who's been through it will know um is that I am um, pregnant <laughs> um, so I'm about to <laughs> yay a little women's running baby <laughs> um and actually before before I carry on um just as a general trigger warning because I know not everyone likes or wants to hear about pregnancy for lots of different reasons so if that is you feel free to you know stop it now and head off and have a nice rest of your day but if you are interested um yes I sort of thought I might come on and have a bit of a chat about um well pregnancy in general but also pregnancy and running and exercising um just because it's been quite uh well I think Holly and Esther because I've been complaining about it a lot um there's been not enough information I find out there and quite a lot of um almost sort of alienation sometimes from from Mm. the guidance that you're given um from official sources so um, I I thought it might be nice to share (laughs) I think it's great I I also Mm -hmm. and and we desperately wanted you to come on as well I mean I think it's the advice can sometimes be quite conflicting. Yes. Um, depending on where it's coming from and 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 really changes a lot, doesn't it? It's a bit like babies sleeping on their back and sleeping on their front. It's that yeah. it's that kind of thing all over again. That in terms of exercising while you're pregnant and after you're pregnant, it, it's be it's so changeable and and changeable right really, really quickly. Yeah. Um, hugely quickly because um so yeah especially sort of the first conversation I actually had about this was with my mum and my sister so there's my sister is 16 years older than me and then my mum is uh I don't know how many years older than me I probably shouldn't divulge that on the podcast anyway but (laughs) (laughs) she's older (laughs) um and both of them cautioned me straight away about exercising during pregnancy they were Mm. both um you know said make sure you don't do all that exercise stuff you do um you know make sure you're being safe and of course these days the, the kind of guidance is completely the opposite of that it's you know you you want to kind of make sure that your body's quite strong and that you can kind of do sort of almost rehab on some of the aches and pains um but like you said that that um advice does change quite a mm. lot depending on who you're getting it from and also mm. the circumstances that you've gone into pregnancy with so um it like yeah it can be very isolating um and leave you just being like I don't know what to do yeah I can tell you like do you know what I remember during one of my pregnancies that the the government guidance changed on booze like so it was I was in the middle of my pregnancy and it was still like one glass I think it was one glass of wine a week or like two units or something a week Mm. um and I I was religiously sticking to that Follow the guidance. You're prescribed two units a week. Yeah, <laughs> it did say up to, but I was like, no, I'm going to have my glass of wine a week, kind of thing. Um, 
and I was getting dirty looks down the pub for sure. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, and it, ch- it changed to no booze, no booze at all. And I was and like, oh. That's the thing. And when it, when, when something suddenly changes like that, you're just like, well, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last week I was doing what was recommended and then now I'm, I'm no longer. Does that mean I've now, you know, this week started doing something that's bad for the baby, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course yeah. it can all be, it's all completely personal, isn't it? Because yes. obviously it depends on your, on your pregnancy, it depends on your experiences, depends on you as a person and everyone's pregnancy is always completely different. So obviously there are people that Literally. go through loads and loads of sickness or um, mm. and that can be like throughout pregnancy can't it rather than just, oh, yeah. just at the beginning bits and some people that um I was just thinking about this earlier on because um I was just having a look at so Anna McNuff is pregnant with twins at the moment yes I saw oh my goodness yeah <laughs> oh, that's so exciting um, and she stopped running at um did she say nine weeks I think nine weeks and I know she stopped yeah, quite early true. on when she had storm when she was pregnant with mm. storm um for you know for all sorts of reasons and she definitely she had all sorts of kind of um like pelvic discomfort mm. pain and things and mm. um yes yeah, so it's, it's all completely and she's you know she's a, a manic runner oh um, yes yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah totally personal but then obviously there, there's stuff on I've seen on Instagram of women that have run like sub five minute miles when they've been 39 <laughs> oh, weeks bonkers. pregnant yes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's your experience? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's been what? What have you been doing? Yes. So, well, yeah, that's kind of mostly. It was. It was. Well, it was a combination of of Instagram and, like I said, sort of the official guidance that um, actually kind of led me astray in the first uh, trimester. So um, when I uh, found out I was pregnant. I found out quite early because we were aware that we were trying um, <laughs> to get pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. So I was sort of looking out for it. Um, so uh, that was before any of my kind of symptoms came in. So um, I went straight on the NHS website and I looked at what I should be doing and, um, and, and you know, checked on a few other sources as well. Um, and they all said in the first 12 weeks, you don't need to amend anything. You can just exercise as normal, carry on with your life. Um, and that's great. And so I was took that to heart perfect um mm-hmm. so I started well, I just carried on with what I was doing which was um I wasn't exercising super intensely um but I I, I think I spoke about it before I, I exercise for me is a big mental health thing so I like mm. to do some kind of movement um most days so I carried on doing that and then um the, the morning sickness started um to be fair for me it wasn't actual sickness I was just very nauseous but it was all day it was from literally oh daybreak till sunset um yeah 
and yeah there were there were days when I literally couldn't even get out of bed it was that bad so um I had it in my head that I was kind of failing because I wasn't able to exercise as normal like everyone kept saying I should be doing (laughs) and again I think um, you know with Instagram especially because I am in the world of fitness um and especially because people only post when things are going well, yeah. um, which of course, you know, we're all guilty of, but um, yeah, we're seeing a lot of pregnant people who had been exercising all the way through and had seemed to be having a great time. And like you say, sometimes even getting stronger at things or faster at things. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's when I kind of found it quite alienating and I kept trying to, to, to do things. And obviously, you know, and I do, I, 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 I do enjoy running and, and it was such a mental health thing for me that feeling that I couldn't do it or that when I did do it it was just a complete disaster um, and I had to go home because I felt awful um, mm. that really kind of shook me a bit to be honest yeah, um, not surprised replace it with <laughs> um, but yeah it did get better so it's good news for anyone who's yeah. <laughs> thinking about embarking on the journey um, and obviously like we said this is purely personal um yeah. But uh, yeah, so once uh, I got into my second trimester and eventually the sickness eased off, um, I uh, started, I was like, right, I feel fantastic again. It's time to get out there and run again, Um, which I did. But of course, what I had forgotten slightly is that I'd taken three months off. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, also there were things that I didn't even know about, about how your blood volume changes during pregnancy because you need a lot more blood for the baby. Um, And as someone who was relatively kind of fit with quite low blood pressure before, um, it meant that I didn't have a lot of um, heart pumping action going on, which meant that sometimes I would really struggle to breathe, even just moving up, you know, like a mild incline. Um, So again, I had a few weeks of feeling a bit rubbish about myself which I know is naughty and I would never as a personal trainer I always encourage people to listen to their bodies and not worry about performance we know (laughs) it's harder to be kind to yourself isn't it yeah yeah definitely um but then as luck would have it I decided sensibly and I can't remember I don't think anyone suggested it to me I think I just decided one day that I was going to do couch to 5k again because I was just like right let's just start at the beginning and let's see Mm. where I get to um and that really changed everything like it just meant that suddenly I had a plan that I was following I didn't have to feel bad for stopping because I was being told to stop um (laughs) and walk um and and yeah kind of once once I got onto that train it's all been really great since then actually um and yeah I'm really enjoying running again (laughs) so so what does your so um how many weeks are you now uh I've lost track of all the weeks I'm a bad um, pregnant person (laughs) I should know to the day right um (laughs) I'm rejecting that immediately that you're a bad pregnant person you I, I wouldn't bloody know (laughs) <laughs> it's just there's so many of them and it goes on for such a long time um so it does. I'm, I'm about six months <laughs> okay cool. so um yeah I've no idea how many weeks that is either so how but two-thirds um, of the way through what's your, what does your train that is isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um what does your training look like now and how does that differ from like the first few weeks yes so um so yeah, pre-pregnancy, like I said, I was training most days and I'd usually do a couple of strength sessions a week, um, as in like lifting weights and stuff, um, a couple of runs a week and then a couple of yoga classes a week um, and maybe the odd wild swimming thrown in there. Um, 
so yeah but I would manage my intensity again people might have heard me on the before about making sure that I'm not um kind of overtraining and stuff so some of yeah. those sessions some of those runs would be really slow runs or walks um the yoga obviously would be a very chill type of yoga um during the first uh, few trimesters, it was literally like trying to get out for like a run a week. Um, <laughs> and even that wasn't happening. Um, and then as now I've adjusted, um, it's it's still, I try and move most days, um, but, but it's a lot different. So now at the moment it's one to two runs, depending on how I'm feeling. I try to be very generous with myself because that's probably the yeah. highest impact stuff I'm doing. Um, yeah. So if I've got any pelvic pain or anything going on, then I just ease off and walk. Um, so one to two runs, um, still one to two yoga classes, um, especially I uh, can do like online pregnancy ones, which I quite like. Um, nice. And then, uh, yeah, def- I'm trying to sort of do some walking and and I'm still actually trying to do some cold water swimming. So that's going to be interesting oh. to see how that goes through the Amazing. winter. <laughs> what I'm interested in, because I, cause I never did it. Um, so how does it feel to run when you have a bump? Does that feel weird? Yeah, so weirdly enough, I would say that running with running when I was pregnant in the first trimester, I would say was 100% more uncomfortable than running now, really? which blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it was mental or what it was, but, um, well, there, there definitely were some physical things. So there's, um, as I'm sure anyone who's been there will know, there's loads of different, um, pain that you get <laughs> from pregnancy there's lots of different ligaments and bones and bits that are moving around um so I had quite bad um round ligament pain really early on um which is quite unusual so that's at the very bottom of your um kind of groin um mm. it's kind of a bit like if you were imagining that you're holding up your bump with sort of ropes up to your hips um so it's a bit like you know like a climbing harness one of those really unattractive ones yeah um, <laughs> like a barbie where the legs would go in yes, yes. yeah <laughs> got you you know um so because that was quite painful when I ran it was it was sometimes excruciating and so I'd stop obviously but and sometimes it would be absolutely fine but I it just felt like I was I had something that I was kind of bumping around that shouldn't be bumping around um (laughs) whereas now and to be honest I have also been a bit more clever now and I wear a special little support that sort of helps hold everything where it should be um yeah, I've got like, it's, it's like a funny strap thing that, that you Velcro on. I was going to um, ask that because that makes total sense. It's like you do that for your boobs, don't you? You do that yeah. for a, Yeah, a bump. Well, there's a bump. bump. Bra. Uh, yeah, bra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been using that and that, that's definitely helped. Um, and yeah, now when, now when I run, I feel, I feel, yeah, I, I, honestly, it's one of the few times when I feel quite like, um, what's the word uh like not limber but um I, I it's one of the few times when I don't feel sort of a bit like a whale yeah. um but I can't yeah like I said I can't really explain why because I'm moving the same amount of weight as I would be if I was walking but oh sorry I was just gonna say I guess it makes you feel no. like like when you're when you're pregnant I imagine so much well you are of course a sacred vessel and it must feel really <laughs> bizarre to feel like you're having to do all of these things that we do that we only really ever have to think about ourselves and like what yeah. we're putting in, in our, into our bodies, what we're doing with our bodies, how we move around. Like it must be very, very bizarre to feel like everything that you're doing is also happening to this little bean 
and that fight, you know, running is something that's always been yours and that I think being able to still do that must be super liberating. Definitely, yeah. It's nice, yeah, like you said, there's so much sort of change that obviously um, we we go through as as women um, carrying mm-hmm. children. Um, and yeah, like you said, suddenly, you know, especially at the appointments and stuff like that, it's about baby. And obviously they do ask how you are, um, mm-hmm. but, but the focus is making sure that the baby's well. Um, yeah. So yeah, having something that I can still go and do that's just kind of at the moment is just I can only hear my thoughts even though they're there. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, and only kind of focus on my stuff has been really good because I have found it a little bit strange, especially like we were saying earlier. I like having goals, and I found it a bit strange that you know f- probably for the next sort of at least a year I probably won't be doing any races or anything. So I haven't been able to sign up to any kind of goals for me. Um, yeah which I have kind of missed. And I think it's okay to say that, you know, um, just because I'm pregnant, it doesn't mean that I love everything about it. (laughs) Um, So so yeah, so so having, being able to go and at least do the thing has definitely been helpful. Um, Yeah, you're right. And what I was going to ask (laughs) was like, what, what about as the, as the weeks tick by, how do you see, and I know, I know you don't know because you're not in them yet, but um, (laughs) how would you um, hope that your exercise will adjust if any in in the sort of next kind of 12 weeks or so yeah so uh I think I've said to you guys I'm hoping to run for as long as I can um it's it is starting to look a little bit more tenuous just because this week I've started to experience um basically pelvic um, dysfunction I think it's called SPD is like is the term and it's where your pelvis starts to grow apart um, (laughs) which is really unpleasant Um, it doesn't seem to be particularly exacerbated by running it's actually for me it's more exacerbated by resting and sleeping um, and how I do that so um, uh, and I'm doing some kind of rehab around that but but what I said yeah I was saying to John as well last night um, is that um, I don't mind what I do as long as I can still do something um, and um, I've actually been and it. We talked about this, I think, in the meeting the other day, didn't we? I think I brought this up. Um, mm. For me, I'm seeing the process of going through um, birth um, in whichever way I do that um, as being kind of like a marathon. So because, you know, mm. like you said, similar amount of um, preparation time, similar amount of time <laughs> on the day. Well, probably a marathon's a bit shorter, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. And you will probably um, poo yourself. So, I mean, yeah. I think they're really similar. <laughs> Very similar. And, and I think you think about both things to the same extent as well. So it, it, yeah. it, it doesn't it? So yeah. yeah. And and you know, and obviously um you, you have solidarity, but also you're training alone. I think that's the same with pregnancy. You know, this is kind of yeah. all on me right now. Um so yeah, so I'm trying to use my exercise um as as almost like preparation for um, but yeah, for, for birth and, and that's my kind of goal. So, um, I've been looking up some, obviously I'm a personal trainer myself and I have got my qualifications. So I've been knowing what to do so far, but now mm. I'm investigating, um, kind of other experts on like really good exercises to do, um, to prepare for like actual labor and, um, you know, what to do about my core and wh- whether or not I can exercise and use it or whether I should not use it and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's been really interesting actually. And that's kind of where I hope it goes, that I still keep moving and I still keep preparing as it is in inverted commas. No. Yeah. Is that the right? Mm-hmm. I say <laughs> I'm doing little bunny ears but... repeatedly. 
Oh God, I, I wish that I'd had your sort of knowledge and experience when, when it was me going through it. I just didn't have anything at all. I think the only thing that I was doing when I was pregnant was, um, was baby yoga. Um, mm. And I, we were saying just the other week, weren't we, that, um, that yoga now as, as like post baby often makes me cry because they use the same music. Mm. So I find it quite triggering lying on the floor in Shavasana oh. and hearing Aww. the music that I was listening to when I was supposed to be doing the golden thread. And I can <laughs> instantly be transported to my, to, to the living room and watching this, this, um, this video of this mm. doing pregnancy yoga. But that was the only thing I did. I didn't do anything else. Cause I, I stopped, um, oh, I stopped everything, but then my experience mm. is, has been, yeah, and and everyone's experience is is completely different, and I'd I'd really hope that my experience was different from yours because, um, so I've had two kids as everyone will hopefully know, but um, but before the first one, before Ted, I mm. had two miscarriages, mm. and um, and they were both quite early on miscarriages. They weren't, you know, enormously traumatic mm. for me, um, and the first one, but the with the first one, I think it was when I was um. Uh, I was about six weeks pregnant so gosh yeah it, so if, if anything it just felt like a like a, a big period basically but yeah. I knew I was mm. pregnant so like, you know when you know when you're trying and everything I knew yeah. I'd been pregnant for four weeks kind of thing yeah so that was a blow but it wasn't awful 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 but then the second one was a, was a, was a blow because I didn't find out until the 12 week scan oh so, no yeah so that was a bit of shit. worst way to find out <laughs> it wasn't nice um no. and then I didn't miscarry I had a it was a natural miscarriage but I didn't miscarry until a, a, so ho luckily for me I didn't have to go I know friends that have had to go into hospital yeah and of that. yeah oh, um so I didn't have that and I you know um so miscarried at home a couple of oh about a week later I think um but anyway what what I'm trying to say there was um mm. and and I will put in in the show notes ahead of this and 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 in my intro hopefully I will have remembered to have said that the trigger warning about miscarriage <laughs> yeah. And stuff. yeah so that's it's not nice for people I know mm. that um but but ahead of um when I was pregnant the very first time I carried on running and I remember that being a real thing um for me that and, and again mm. like, like like you about it was for headspace it was for mm. um yeah just just my own mental health and space yeah. and everything so I carried on running and then I had that miscarriage at six weeks and I entirely blamed myself because oh. you, can, you can go on google and you can find all sorts of reports yeah that say you must Stop, you must you are yeah. causing your baby harm and plenty of people will comment and agree with that yes. as well. yeah <laughs> um and, and so I think yeah after after that the the kind of the the early miscarriage I then I then went back to exercising then got pregnant again fairly swiftly I think um mm. and immediately stopped immediately yeah. so I think I took that test uh, probably around two weeks you know because yeah. I kind of knew yeah, yeah. and I was like right, I'm immediately going to stop and I still miscarried and yes. then mm. you know so it, it, it's just it was and I, I still I still think now when I look back on it I still think it was just my body cranking into gear it yeah. was like I'll have a go no that's not working <laughs> I'll have another go I'm almost no and I'm not working and then we got yeah. Ted yeah like um, a, a recipe <laughs> exactly exactly mm. 
It's, yeah, it's precisely. We can talk about Bake Off. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> a, a, a slightly miserable segue. We'll 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 conclude the conversation we'll about first. But yes, let's also yes. talk about Bake Off in a bit. <laughs> we must talk about Bake Off. But anyway, I, it was. Mm. I, I kind of. I know it's quite miserable to talk about it and everything, but I. I think it's, it's important think it's good to. Yeah, really. Good. Um, I think it's important to talk about it, and and also, do you know what's really weird? Actually, is I I don't I don't talk about it very often mm. because I still have residual guilt about it. I still even yeah. talking about it now. I still think that was my fault that first miscarriage, and and somehow maybe the second one was too, mm. and it's yeah. not something I ever talk about because because I now have two children. I think you're really supposed to keep shtum about. Being, yeah. being sad about those carriages that you've had before the kids because like well you know you got kids so exactly it's all worked mm. out so just ignore all that okay. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I I and this is this has been a real kind of bugbear for me actually all the way through um pregnancy is that like I said and it there's so much there's so much information out there that is like you say so highly dependent on different circumstances there's also a lot of um, advice that comes that is very much you should and you will not it, this might or this was mm. my experience you could have it um, it's and and I think that all of that puts quite a lot of pressure on particularly the the person carrying the child um, that like you say it's therefore their responsibility and anything they do that yeah. that if yeah that if you if you if you were to miscarry anything you have done that you could consider may have been a problem you're going to blame you know you're not you're yeah. certainly not going to blame anything else um so yeah I I find that really really tough I obviously again massive trigger warning but um someone who was around the same pregnancy far along as me recently um had a, had a stillbirth and it was it oh really upset me um obviously obviously because it was upsetting um and I I feel just awful for them but it threw me off for a couple of weeks. Um, everything I did, I questioned. Um, every like little pain, mm. I questioned. I was like, "Is this now happening to me? Can I avoid it happening?" And eventually, my husband John, who's very sensible and pragmatic, said to me, "He was like, you can't do this <laughs> to yourself. Mm. He was like, you have to just live your life. And if something yeah. happens, it's not, you know, it's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, because yeah, there is like, there are so many things that could happen, but you're not in charge of." a lot of the things that are going on in there you're not in charge mm. of how much oxygen the baby gets you're not in charge of um yeah the chemical kind of interactions that are happening um yeah. so so I think that's it but but you but I do agree I think that both society and a little bit kind of the NHS and doctors advice and a lot um kind of yeah advice advice from friends who didn't do it the way that you decide to do it can sometimes be very guilt making <laughs> oh my god yes absolutely and like the kind of because I think that there's there's that whole thing with the NHS and uh, that kind of governmental sort of advice thing mm. which is that it's aimed at people I, I don't even know how to phrase this but I remember speaking to a doctor when I was talking about the booze thing yeah. and I said what's going on here and they said because people would read the words you can drink wine and not understand what yeah, units were <laughs> yeah yeah get shit faced when they're pregnant and it was kind of like not appropriate so they had to just do a blanket look no 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 no, nothing yeah nothing at all and the same with caffeine I think in the end it was the same it was like blanket no 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 um whereas actually 
a bit is fine or whatever yeah, yeah. And, and the same same goes with the food like we've talked earlier the thing about food like the cheeses and oh, um, yes. cured meats and stuff <laughs> like that and that's basically because of one tiny thing and yeah and mostly it's sort of fine but it's easier just to say no isn't it and and I think that could be the exercise thing can be quite black and white yeah yeah definitely and yeah especially with exercise I especially find it's from other people um uh yeah especially if someone um and obviously yeah because you, you you haven't been at all like this Esther but I do have some friends who couldn't exercise or were told not to exercise for various different reasons and they've been obviously very cautious about me exercising but of course we're having such different pregnancies um yeah. so this is it you're right the, the the advice is one size fits all but of course no two pregnancies are the same so yeah um, no. yeah so we're all so different I'm, I remember a friend of mine expressing surprise and sort of disgust that at one point I think I was maybe Jesus I was like I was 10 weeks pregnant and I mm. was wearing heels to a wedding and I remember they were like oh my god what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> Why are you wearing, as if I was like climbing up scaffolding or something? Yeah, like, exactly. God. They weren't even that high. I was like, what? Seriously. No. At the end of the day, no. what bothers me the most about it, I've been trying to philosophize while you guys are talking about it and work out <laughs> feelings because I, 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 it makes me sad to think that either of you would feel any guilt about anything. Like, I know mm. you love the children that you have had Esther and the, the small bean that you're growing Kate but that it makes me really <laughs> sad to think that you would feel any any guilt because you are uh, as well as us joking about you being sacred vessels you are also <laughs> independent people and mm. you have right to your own life and the stuff that you want to do as well mm. I just I feel as though we put so much pressure on women and yeah and you're you know pregnant women are doing the bloody best they can and everyone should leave them alone and let them get on with it it's true that's my so thought because along with all Sweet of this <laughs> so along with everything else um as a, a pregnant person from memory I don't maybe it's not that different but from memory you also have all of the fucking emotions right so yeah uh, <laughs> what I what I also remember when I think I was probably third trimester. I remember being big I was at the stage where I was resting tea on my bump that kind of stage mm. and I remember reading an article and it was American I <laughs> like Americans but this article was American and it said something like um well of course as a pregnant person at this many weeks pregnant, you will have been focusing very heavily on all of the nutrition you've been eating for the past oh, 38 weeks. Oh, I was there yeah. with a packet of chocolate digestives going, oh. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> no, <I> not. <laughs> I've been stuffing my face because I, yeah. I don't have to breathe in anymore when I wear stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also potentially very... Like that's potentially quite triggering for a lot of women that have had issues mm. with eating disorders, with you know, calorie right. counting, with obsessive eating. That like, I, I think you know, you know instinctively what what makes you feel good when you put it in your body, what doesn't make you feel good when you put it in your body. For mm. stuff that specifically could cause harm to your baby, like drinking too many units, like you know whatever it might be, like smoking, then you're given guidance specifically about stuff like that. Like mm. if if the NHS would like to present me with a, a thirty nine <laughs> week meal plan or whatever, then go ahead. Yeah. But no one's doing that, so you know people people can can trust their their instincts with what what feels what yeah. feels right. Mm. 
Yeah, which at the time for me was dark chocolate digestives. And, 100%. And a lot of them. And squash. And, and not a kind of handful of legumes, which I think this picture no. was showing. Oh, wow. <laughs> is it, what is a legume? I don't know. No, that sounds like something <laughs> from that's an old I think that's school peanut. textbook. <laughs> yeah, Isn't it? This is it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's, yeah, interesting kind of touching on, like you said, like the kind of eating stuff, like, because I have had quite a difficult relationship with food um, in the past. And uh, again, like the, the first bit of pregnancy, I found really hard because all I could stomach was jelly beans. That's literally, there were, there were weeks when all I could eat were jelly beans and what's it mm-hmm. because that was the only thing that would stay in and not make me want to bath. Um, and, and yeah, that was actually quite interestingly triggering in the other way because, um, you know, I, I'd gotten to a point where I no longer kind of like binged on foods um, and things like that. And suddenly having to not not look at food and try and you know kind of enjoy nutritional benefits from it was really strange for me I was just like I actually want salad sometimes now and I can't have it yeah Um, Yeah. but now it's been so incredibly healing like because now I'm just like do you know what it actually doesn't matter because I just need to eat food um so I'm gonna try and tick off some nutrition which is why I have my smoothie in the mornings because then I know I've started well Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the day is like, right, what can I eat that doesn't make me feel ill? Like, what can I eat that keeps me feeling energized and not um, kind of sicky or anything um, and not dizzy? Um, and that's been so nice to finally really see f- food as like fuel for right fuel. now, like, which yeah. has been just brilliant. It's just, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I have enjoyed that. But yeah, I stay firmly away from those books that are about what to eat every single day of your pregnancy. Oh, yeah. I've not got time for bone broth. I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> bone broth. <laughs> wow. I get a lot of um a lot of influencers telling me about that one. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Not bone <laughs> broth. Not. Let's ban a ban on bone broth on this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh dear. God. Well, I'm probably um, going to go yes. and have a cigarette and a pint of Guinness and a deep fried burger. Um, <laughs> oh, are please you? do that for me, please. <laughs> Although quickly, oh, I'm, I'm, before, I'm, before I'm you run off to do that though, Holly, before you do that. Yeah, um, let's discuss Bake Off. Sorry, I was bake- only doing that because I thought that would be a silly joke. But <laughs> I don't have to go. <laughs> I don't want her to go and have a fag. I want no. to talk about this week's shock Bake Off. <gasps> yes. Did you see it? Um, oh my god yes oh my goodness me double elimination so, so, so this is from last double elimination round which had to be after the the covid well, well i'm assuming they had covid which was why they weren't there the, I, I assume. Assume. <laughs> I assume. it was it was all yeah. a little bit it was let's discuss mm. that it was all a little bit controversial <laughs> because when they said that they were ill and that they were just going to sit this week out and come back on the next week as a yes. as a as a big fan of a lot of reality TV that involves competitive week by week things, sometimes <laughs> if that happened on yes. Drag Race, which it has done a couple of times, that person would yeah. have to leave the competition, and they may, yeah. if they're lucky, be invited to come Ruthless. and join the next season. Yeah. But it, that, that's what happens, and I know it's not fair, and I know we oh. should all, but but it's not really fair on the other people if you're going to sit out 
horrible whatever it was week it was like oh bread week where nothing was actually oh, it was bread awful, bread week yeah yes it was very savory <laughs> we also savory. had a long debate kate about the fact that um panna raisa is not bread would you like to weigh in on this <laughs> oh yeah of course yeah, that. <laughs> it's. I personally <laughs> no. feel like that is not bread. That's a mm. yeah, yeah, that no, was a pastry. No. They were laminating no, no. that. <laughs> that is not bread. Um, they were. But, but yeah, Holly, it, I you think it's only fair that they that they had that two had to go because I personally felt like it was very unfair that those two just got to sit out. And I'm not saying I yeah. know that they would have been sitting but, there crying their eyes out and feeling really gutted about it. <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah. On the others. They didn't have to make a Swedish cake sandwich. Cake no. bread thing. Cake bread. Yeah. But, but do you agree with the two that were voted off? Um, remind me again because we're recording this on a Friday and Bake Off obviously comes out on a yeah. Tuesday. Also, it I was does. forced to watch it on the laptop rather than the big telly this week because Doug was not, not like having that. any of Bake Off this week. Um, okay. But it was Red, well, wasn't it? it was, who did big, big weeping. Was, yeah. Who weeps all the time. So yeah, I was quite big weeping. Quite relieved. Um, and it was um, James no who, who, who laughs with laughs with his body. Do you remember? Oh, the... I like James who laughs with his body. Wasn't he a nuclear yeah. physicist or something? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Dave, Dave was quite keen on him, and I was just like, no, he really annoys me because he laughs with his shoulders. But um, <laughs> yeah, I feel but like that's, that's unfair, isn't it? Yes. I, I think that's mm. what was annoying to me was that there were people that that would have should have gone out in Bread Week that. Yes then somehow made it through yeah. uh, this Bill week, which, which did irk Who me a little bit. Have gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm really bad at all their names. <laughs> okay, so, Do you think well, it's a woman, woman with the pink hair? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel I a think, little yeah. bit like she could have gone by now. But then she kind of saved herself this week, didn't she? Because her showstopper was pretty good. She kind of manages, yeah. she yes. doesn't do very well all for the whole challenge and then she kind yeah. of manages to pull it out of the bag with something. I think the dark horse though is Dawn, don't you think? I think she's really good and I, I feel bad good. that she's wasn't that yeah. let's discuss that moment as well. There was a it was like ratatouille <laughs> where the food critic eats the thing and he like can see his childhood. When they ate her uh, yes her, her thing cake <laughs> Yeah, they were like, they were it sort was... of like sparkling and it was like a, it <laughs> yeah. was weird. It was, it was lovely, it was but very it was quite weird. Yeah. It, it, it was emotionally weird. intense. <laughs> I don't like really it when they do that intense. and they flash back to like poor Hollywood's eyes the whole time and you're going, oh, yeah. it, they are not nice eyes. They are creepy eyes. <laughs> I know. They were I've a bit kind of like a White Walker it. eyes. Yes, yeah, they are. They're very that? Game of Thrones. Yeah. There, there was, um, yeah. The, yeah, I, I do feel as though that was a little bit, a little bit stingy there because she, I've never ever seen them overcome with love or whatever they were. No. <laughs> no. And it they was, didn't give her a Hollywood yeah. handshake. They I think he was too they, overwhelmed. You think? <laughs> it was like, it looked like it was. <laughs> Tears were in oh. his eyes, and that's a new. That's going to be a what? new the step up from a handshake. Just a, oh, maybe from a handshake. But can, can I tell you my moment there? Mm. Right, was um, someone what one of uh, like Matt or 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 um, Noel was talking to Maxie. Mm. Yeah, who's who last? I really like to be her. Thoroughly lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, really lovely. lovely. 
mm-hmm. and and said to her something like, "Oh, you know, at one point, you know, you're going to have to beat off like the the um, Janusz. You know, you're going to have to beat him at some point." And she said, "I can't. He's my best friend." I did and- see that. <laughs> oh. I, I- my thing was like, but no, he's not. He's mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you see his little face when they when they didn't love what he was doing, and his little face just goes, oh, interesting. Oh, mate. I know. I have to say, I think I text my 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 very good friend who's very into Bake Off, Charlotte. She, I text her straight away when it started this year because normally I hate the first couple of weeks because I don't like mm. everyone and I hate mm, that I don't know them. Like- but this year, I felt straight away like all these people were like my besties, and yeah, they, obviously Same. there's a few that have started to annoy me. But I really liked the dynamic as well. It's just been yeah. really good. I don't know if they did anything differently this year. It's they, so they lovely. They love each it? other, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Yes. there's that lovely relationship between Janusz and um and the ch- the male nanny guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, Sandro. 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 They adore each other. Oh, yeah, they adore each other. It's really, Sexy really Sandro. Doug gets a bit <laughs> of Sandro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he's, because well, he's, I have, I just love his, he's, he's very in touch with his, like, he's obviously, there's, there's not a shred of toxic masculinity going on with that bloke. No. <laughs> but I love all the, all these women, all these, you know, all of us hetero women watching that show going, we just think he's really talented at making jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just the yeah, thing. Doug. It's his tres leches cake. That's why, it's, stop, get your mind out the gutter. Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon and you'll receive a special patron-only weekly newsletter from me and Holly, plus you can come and chat to us live on Thursday the 20th of October. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.